Hello. Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I started while Ryan was coughing. Hey, Pastor Ryan. Hey, Sally. How are you today? Doing great. Happy to have you. Hey, Pastor Alex. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey, Pastor Vernon. Hey, Sally. Hey, Vernon. Um, Great message on Sunday. Thank you for that. And we're going to unpack it here in just a second. But first, back by popular demand, aka three people who have been like, we want an opening question. The most popularist demand (laughs) of all time. Ryan has a question for us. Our suggestion box is full. Just so y'all know. Even Alex commented that people said something. I finally remember who talked to me. Who was oh. it? It was that, that sixth grader, Chris. It was a sixth hit, grader? No, no, no. So, no, no. His father. Okay, okay. Hey, sure his name Mike. <laughs> talked like, about how he loves grader, Ryan. Chill out. The, the questions Ryan does. And I'm like, we love oh, our sixth man. Mike, <laughs> I, would, I would like to buy you a cup of coffee on Sunday morning at... <laughs> The desk. A free. <laughs> what do you call it? At the, I would like to buy you a cafe. free cup of coffee yeah, free cup of oh, at our cafe. All right, here's our question. So <laughs> this this comes off. Now we did have a, a very brief pre podcast conversation about uh, how NASA threw a rocket at an asteroid. Okay, so yes. since we're in space, mind, did you not hear about this? Yes, I saw. I saw a little title, but I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was crazy how we can do that now. But anyway, so because we're in space now, here's my question. Aliens. They, they launched it at Earth too. Yeah. Well. Okay. No, we can't go into Earth. I'm two just saying. All right. <laughs> aliens have Ryan? landed, huh? Is this Earth two? Ryan asking the question. No, this is one? this is Earth one. <laughs> I didn't say it backwards. If it was Earth two. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Aliens have landed on Earth, okay. and they have claimed one of your team members as their spy. You're elite. You're at least a little bit. Wait. Who? It, <laughs> <laughs> aliens question. landed. No, aliens <laughs> landed. They've claimed someone from from on staff. Who are you least surprised that it is? Oh. Does that make sense? Oh, dang. Oh, that's a spy for them? You're the least bit surprised. Who is it? Who would, basically saying this, if aliens came and claimed one person from our church staff, who do you think they would pick? And then we'll go to church. Cla- no, this is we're messed not up. We can't say because I'm... Then claim, we'll go to- claimed as in <laughs> took them to the... <laughs> Oh, who, uh, who are y'all agree. No, I ain't saying that. I was gonna say we can't say church. Stuff. They're saying stuff off mic. They're talking that about That is not y'all. true. No, we did, yeah. no, no, no. We're talking it's about staff. True. It's okay, way better. <laughs> so no. Uh this obviously is a fun question. So but, this is not to take offense, but I would say <laughs> there's three people that come to mind yeah. from oh, our staff. Lord. Miss Becky, because she can handle her own. She really can. She would pop them things. They would they would send her back, be like, never mind, you good. Um Sharon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. And I would also go Denise, Denise. because Denise the Golden would be, Girls. You the Golden think Denise Girls. Golden Girls. Yeah, they would that? be driving that spaceship real soon. <laughs> they really would. <laughs> they really would. Yeah. Uh, post-apocalyptic. I want. I'd like the Golden Girls on my team. I think we could survive uh, yeah, anything. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. That's so true. There's no doubt about it. Denise already has stuff prepared for that apocalypse. Yeah. Why can't I talk <laughs> about that? What is happening? That's awesome. So Great y'all, question, no, Ryan. Uh, y'all didn't answer. Oh, I thought. Oh, uh, mine. Do y'all have an answer? Mine's gonna be Denise. I agree with all three, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Denise, I just, she's just, she's just bad, you know? Uh Like, I don't know how to, Mm. how else to describe it. She can handle her own. She's super smart, but you know, like, I just feel like an alien would want her on her team. <laughs> like they, they'd be so organized, yeah. you know. Like, they would take over the galaxies. Most yeah. Organized alien troop. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, great question. But what about this? If you had oh to talk gosh. like a cartoon character for the rest of your life, who would you choose? Eeyore. Ooh. Eeyore. Yeah. Hello. He didn't have to pretend to be happy. But he's never happy. Yeah. If I just pretend to talk um, like him, I don't. It's not that I wouldn't be happy. That's a good question. I think 
Bugs Bunny for me. Why? How was Bugs Bunny? Really? But because he's the most normal sounding cartoon character, I think. You think normal? Like normal? I mean, excuse me. When I say normal, sound like normal to like, for example, Mickey. Blast off, yeah. blast off, Mickey Mouse. Don't, you don't want to oh. sound like that the whole time. Vernon. You know, wow. I don't want to sound Mickey like that. You, you know, Donald goofy. Duck. I don't want to sound like Goofy. <laughs> I got Goofy's that. cool, though. But I feel like, you know, he has a normal, like, male voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when he talks, it's rare, but when he does talk, What about like Yosemite a, Sam? <laughs> uh, I don't you know. don't know Yosemite Sam? Who is the, who's the big chicken? The I say, I say. Oh. <laughs> I, say, I, I know say. what you're talking about. I forget his name. Is, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking Give about. Give me a second. I don't know his name. Oh my goodness. Big, Big chicken. chicken. <laughs> He's but I do have a second person. It would be the the oh Spongebob. Yeah, 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 That's gonna be funny. Foghorn. Uh, Foghorn. Foghorn. That's Leghorn. his name? Yep. Foghorn Leghorn. Okay. Uh there's a guy I'll off of the uh, <laughs> Spongebob movies. <laughs> Everybody seen the Spongebob movie? Yes. No. First one. Only the first yeah. one. I've never seen the tug. Oh, looks like we got a double, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. It would be cool. That would be cool. That's funny. Who's yours, Alex? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm just going through a few, but... I, mm, just any cartoon? Any cartoon. The thing though. I Rocket Power. Stand. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, Boogie I remember Boogie Rocket Boogie. Power. Yeah, those kids. Like, I love that language. I was so jealous of them. Shoobies. I wish I could be like them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocket Power? That definitely showed my age, right? Like, as far as, like, my generation my watching... 90s. Yes. Yep, yep. Who is more uh, likely to cry oh during gosh, an emotional Ryan, moment? Oh my gosh, Ryan, we have to be done. And it's me. <laughs> That's so easy. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Out of us four? <laughs> yeah. Her first, I would be second. Oh, There's no doubt yeah. about it. I get picked on. Who's most likely to cry in a non-emotional moment? <laughs> it's me. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I think I'm crying now. Yeah. Um, All right, I'm done. Thank goodness that we did that. Thank, <laughs> thank God we did that. that we did. If you were trapped in a horror movie, <laughs> oh who would be the first one to die from your team? Well, okay. I wouldn't be. Didn't we talk about movie. this already on the podcast? This ain't funny, man. <laughs> He's doing this mess again on purpose. It's me. I did, I just Y'all know why. Okay. <laughs> if you're listening, we literally. <laughs> Every time we do this, I regret it. If it was me, if Lamar was on this podcast, oh, it would be him. Oh, my was, God. You'd be next, Alex. Whoa, so don't laugh. No, 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 That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> We're just playing. Oh, <laughs> my God. Y'all watch every Story time? Story time. Story time. Shall we talk about surf day? I don't know. No, let's share your story, My story? You go first. Okay, y'all. Well, let's transition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> y'all playing games? I wish, sometimes I wish we were videoed because Ryan and Liam's response, they both lost feeling in their legs. Oh, That's that was hilarious. Funny. This oh, is gosh. funny. All right, my face hurts. Well, please, please go, Alex. I'll, I'll take over, Sally. Um, no worries. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's transition, everybody. So my story was, um, I had a beautiful conversation with one of our uh, preschool teachers. She's actually um, my daughter's um, preschool teacher. Awesome. Um, her name is Jennifer. I was just chatting with her um, last week and um, I had a really sweet moment with her where she was just explaining to me like um, why she loves this church so much and what it means to her personally. And um, it's so beautiful when, um, again, the unknown of like um, you pass by people all the time. You don't really know their story in, you know, in detail or like who they're married to. Uh-huh. And so me and Jennifer just chatting and she was telling me how this church has meant everything for her and especially her husband when they first started coming here a little over a year ago. Um, he walked in with a cane. Uh-huh. Um, uh, wasn't, um, I'm not saying life was meaningless, but it's just, you know, it just wasn't everything, you know, yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. kind of a low point um, personally. 
in his life. And through this church and what really just Jesus has done in his life through this church, um, he's gotten so much more healthier. Um, life is something that he looks forward to now. There's hope. Mm-hmm. There's beauty. There's joy. Mm-hmm. He is a happier man. And within that time period, guess what? The beauty of like, he doesn't have to walk with a cane anymore. Mm-hmm. And so she's just telling me like this church just has done so much wonders, mm-hmm. and then um, and then talking with our with our um, kids ministry directors with Tasha and Tracy, they say how much um, they love Pete and how he serves and like how much joy um, that kids find in him too. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it that Tasha and Tracy said? Like he's like the grandfather of the hallway or yeah, something? The, oh, of the River Kids. Yeah, yeah like and so it just filled me up with so much joy. Like I literally like felt like jumping and mm-hmm. just in. How giddy I was just um, with the Holy Spirit and how beautiful it is to see um, an older man um, really have a grander vision and clarity of who Jesus is and how that is so reflective in everything in his life from his mind to his heart to his physical body. Mm -hmm. Came in with the cane a year ago, doesn't need a cane anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just like his health is just rejuvenated. And so I was just like, praise God. So that was my story. I've been just thinking about that story for a week now and it's just been like That's amazing so awesome. you know what's crazy about him so pete goes to friday morning and he had a prayer request liam i think you you might have heard this one he had a buddy who his name is oscar who was turning 105 oh my gosh so this was friday on sunday mm-hmm. so he was like let's pray that he makes it because oscar was like when i hit 105 i'm ready to go and so uh <laughs> guy our men's ministry leader sit out to all the guys he said oscar made it he hit the milestone of 105 years old oh that my is gosh. crazy wow that is so wild shout out to oscar yeah. Wow. That's a great story, Alex. Thanks for sharing mm. that. Yeah. Very good. Yep. Super encouraging. I'd like to make it to 105, but that's you just would? me saying it now at 28. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to feel at 105, but. Uh-huh. Well, the, the way my back and my knee's been doing, I hope I make it to 105 too, because at that time I'll be in a physical therapy appointment. <laughs> I saw uh, you put on a knee brace today, to carry out some diapers. Today. today. Okay. PM. Oh, <laughs> <for real? laughs> yeah. oh, my God. You're cheesy, bro. <laughs> I know that was kind of cheesy, but I had to pull it out there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, Vernon, you also had story time because it was an awesome weekend. We had serve day on yeah. Saturday. So I want to recap that a little bit just because it was really, really powerful to see. So um, from your perspective, just tell me what you're thinking, feeling about this past weekend. Yeah. Thanks, Sally. Yeah. Overall, it was, um, um, I don't know, just a, a blessed time. First of all, to get to partner with ministries that are making a difference in the community, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the conversation with people, you know, there's things we can create. But if there's things that are already out there that's doing a, a wonderful work, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. So it may be more effective and wise and efficient for us to partner with ministries that are already making that difference mm-hmm. and focusing in and on mm-hmm. that. So whether it be uh, the Crisis Pregnancy Center, uh, Palmetto Women's Center, and, um, you know, we got to deliver all of those diapers and wipes um, and um, other baby items uh, on Monday. And um, that was awesome. And they were so grateful. Mm-hmm. But also just getting to be out there Saturday morning um, some of the our uh, those who served from our church, serving with them and serving um, a few families that morning. They the bonds that got to be made mm-hmm. was awesome. Same thing with Tender Hearts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, same thing with Tender Hearts. You know that focuses on um, helping the homeless um, and ministering to seniors as well as um, uh, maybe foster families. All of the uh, things they provide for these families, it's just, it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And their whole story, too. Mm-hmm. But to get to partner with this ministry, to help them along the way, they said, um, first of all, they were like, you guys, 
have like uh, just a servant's attitude mm. about you guys. Like they're like, we had to keep up with you guys, you yeah. know, and they had a good bit of their staff there Saturday too. So that was just very encouraging. What I love about that as well. And also too, with Habitat for Humanity, um, <clears throat> um, people from our church serving there and helping um, a brand new home build uh, for not just actually one family, but two families in need was a blessing. Mm. And uh, then our Hearts and Hammers ministry, which, you know, is a ministry that started here out of this church. Uh, as of right now, focusing on our um, seniors and our um, single moms, the goal is to get out in the community, but having some projects to do there as well. Awesome. And so I got to talk to the, the uh, mother this past Sunday, and she was just so grateful and sharing how the men inspired her. She was doing all that, as they were doing all that they were doing at her place Saturday morning. And um, and so it's just, I don't know, it was just all around a blessing. And also when we delivered uh, the other items to Tender Hearts as well as the Clover Community Fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the people there were just very grateful mm-hmm. as well. I mean, very, awesome. very grateful. So I just feel like all around it was just a blessing to serve our community. Yeah. Um, of course, we're going to, you know, the next one, uh, Big Serve Day will be in the spring. Looking forward to that and what that looks like. Uh, but one of the things that stood out the most too, or a couple of things, one was I had people telling me we couldn't wait for this day. We were so wow. excited. Like they mm-hmm. woke up ready to serve. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was so cool. But also too, the relationships that are built in the midst of serving right. together. Um, very special. Yeah, it is. You have wow. people and it's it's amazing because, I mean, we know, we get to see we're at both mm-hmm. services, but when you got people who've mm-hmm. been at the church for 10 years and have and they both, but one goes to the first service and the other <laughs> one goes to the second service yeah. and they're just meeting each other for the first time, yeah. it still, it's blown, it still yeah. blows yeah. your mind, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And it's like, wow. And now they're building relationships yeah. and camaraderie yeah. and, and it's all in, in, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. So I find that just amazing. So I was out on the patio Sunday um, and um, there's people coming up and we we're talking about the survey and then other people coming up talking about it and then other people <laughs> like, oh, we were all just serving together yesterday. It's just, you know, That's so awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The relationships that are built and it strengthens the faith. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. Yeah. Well, I had the opportunity to pop in and that's my story time too, just mm-hmm. to kind of um, put another pair of eyes on it. It was just very neat to see and it's one of those things that like, even now, if you're listening to the podcast and you weren't a part of it, you can hear it and be like, oh, that's great. It is one thing to hear wow. about it, and it's another thing to see, like, what was going on. And even just to see the ministries in person was very just eye-opening to wow. know the the depth of what these ministries are doing in our community. And so I like that you opened up with that too, Vernon, because I think people do think that a lot. Like, all of a sudden, they'll um, – all of a sudden – they'll think, well, New River, like, we've got the space. We can do this here. Like, maybe this ministry could be born out of here. I think those things can happen mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And um, if people have the mm-hmm. right, like, if if they're burdened enough for something, like, people yeah. will make ministries happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know that there are ministries who are already doing something so well, yep. in our, like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they just need more people, yes. <laughs> more yeah. resources and things yeah. like that. A couple of things that I heard about I these that. ministries that I love this past weekend is, and that it, it really just is eye-opening wow. because we talk about the world a lot and what the world looks like. And to know that things are are this kind of crazy, um, to know that two of those ministries, they don't even take government funding because mm. it would limit what they could talk about. That yeah. That's so mind-boggling. It's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And so then that's what makes even, so Palmetto Women, they're obviously doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. One of the things, um, just I'll just share some of the stories that I heard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the Palmetto Women's Center, um, they aren't even allowed to go on like 
college campuses or things like that. And they provide ultrasounds for for women mm-hmm. and resources for women who might be considering an abortion, mm-hmm. but let them know there's there are other you can we can support you so that you don't that doesn't yeah. have to wow. be the option. Yeah. Um so one of the things for them was um they had a girl actually go through their program and the father of the girl that was so was so moved by how they cared for his daughter, he said, What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. And they were like, Well, we need like a mobile center because or we need something mobile because people can't, like women can't come here. Some women are stuck at their homes. Um, they're abused. They're scared mm-hmm. to leave. It's all these different things. And so they're not getting the support that we could provide them if wow. we could literally drive into their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That man bought them an RV, paid for it to be outfitted like a, on a like an OBGYN, like yeah. where you, I mean, come it has on. like a, the, the, I don't know. Yeah, I go there. And it's like, I, I don't even I know what it's called. Yeah. Like a bed. I can envision it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah, bed. We got yeah, sorry. Yep. Um, like ultrasound equipment, wow. like literally a mobile thing. So to watch how that happened, how like powerful. that's just the coolest thing. So now they're able to go into these neighborhoods and be like, we're doing ultrasounds today mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. And women are able to go. It's a beautiful thing. So they were on our campus. It's just mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Like they were here and we can provide a place like that for them. Because again, like uh, even specifically, I hope it's okay. I say this. He said it very publicly. Mm-hmm. Like they can't even go to Winthrop. Like no. you can't even drive on the campus because mm-hmm. they're a pro-life organization. You can't, that yeah, the schools the and government the, are so, day, yeah. um, so mm-hmm. against that. And so that yes. was a, an amazing story. Then mm-hmm. also you introduced me, Vernon, mm-hmm. to the founder of Tender Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, small, st- I mean, it's not a small story, but like the beginning of this was like, hey, they started with a 460 square foot thrift shop. She said that when people would come into the thrift shop, they would literally have to just go sit down in the back because more than like two, a few people <laughs> couldn't walk around in the store <laughs> at one time. Wow. So they'd wait for that person to find their things, check them out. And then that, you know, when that person left, they'd go re- start restocking and everything. Wow. So that's funny. But now, right now, just with this one facility, they have like multiple uh, thrift store shops and stuff. But this one facility that New River was at this past weekend. It's like their hub. It's their hub. Yeah. And it's 60,000 square feet. Oh my God. And so this has all been done through the generosity of people who give, serve, uh, you know, donate, all that kind of stuff. And wow. um, they don't take any government funding. And some of the things that they do, they have a program for women that um, it's a nine month program that where they can kind of help women get on their feet. I think out mm-hmm. of homelessness, maybe mm-hmm. even out of like domestic mm-hmm. bi- like situations mm-hmm. or stuff wow. like that, set them up with everything that they need. Um, and she shared a story, um, the founder, her name is Ansley. Ansley. Yeah. She, st- she shared a story that even last week she ran into someone that she, that went through the program 10 years or 12 years ago, 2008. And that she was like, so proud to see her and was like, I still have my apartment. I still got my job. Like the things that they set her up with 12 years ago wow. and how well she's doing and so they have that for men and for women, and for women. I'm not and, and women and their children as and well. their children yes and they're going from a 16 bed to a 24 bed yes. expanding that yes. yeah so mm-hmm. at that new facility there's like this whole space where they're gonna be able to have like mm-hmm. have the women stay which is mm-hmm. amazing and wow. it's also a hub for where they receive their donations and then they can send them out to thrift stores and um it's got the garden and pantry which this was cool um start i at least last week it was 60 something, but they were saying that maybe Ansley had gotten even a few more like <laughs> senior citizens for this program that they do where it's literally a mobile food pantry. And for like the elderly that are shut in, don't drive, can't drive, you know, that kind mm. of thing, they deliver food for them. And then they started the garden. So now it's not just processed or not, not just processed, but like canned not goods and stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah. not just that they're actually mm-hmm. able to take them fresh food. Fresh. So wow. it's like, yeah. this is happening right here in York County. So yeah. I hope yeah. that is you did. You said something that like, um, I'm not trying to talk about my pet peeves, but I loved mm-hmm. how you said, like, 
it's really good to join ministries that are yes. doing so well. Yes. Right. And that is really key for a lot of people because a lot of times we want to do our own thing and it's yeah. fine. Like, so if you're super burdened, but like that's reflective on nonprofit organizations and on churches. Like yes. people always want to build their own churches. Yeah. People want to uh-huh. build their own. And it's like, okay, are you really called to do it on your own or can you strengthen another right. ministry that's yes. doing it so well, so right? right. Yes. Um, and that that is one of my pet peeves as far as like, you I know, yeah. you know, and I try to sound judgmental with people, no. but man, like I think I, if you look in your area and there's yeah. nothing there, always, sure, consider yeah. it. But I always it, think about yeah. the kingdom of God, like just because uh being in ministry for so long, it's like do you imagine all the the beautiful giftings of an individual mm-hmm. joining forces with as a team? Mm-hmm. And so, but then you have all these people doing it by themselves. Yes. And it's like What's more effective? Uh-huh. In, right. You know, and so to me, it's like, man, we're, we were called to be a team. Mm-hmm. Lisa shared that. You know? it was, it's like an African proverb. I've heard it before. Yes. Oh, I should yeah. share that. Um, I love it. Uh, alone, alone, we can go faster. Together, we go farther. Something yeah. like that. So, yeah. um, and so I just think that that's applicable even to that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it was a beautiful week. So, again, mm. it's just something different to see. So, honestly, when it comes around in the spring, mm. if you didn't get a chance to, I would say, like, make it a priority. Mm. I even had to go home and be like, Brandon, like, our, even our minds weren't like everything filled up so fast. First mm-hmm. of all, <laughs> like it filled up very yeah. quickly. Like the yeah. day that we announced it, we still we only had like ten spots left, and so even on our radar, it was kind of like, yeah, we're going to do serve day. But like, no, this is something to prioritize. Like wow. mm-hmm. it's it is it is exactly, especially going around to all the different sites, knowing that it was just people being the hands yep. and feet of Jesus mm-hmm. in so many different areas that day. Mm-hmm. It was like. Look how yeah. we've, like, and after spread here. and Amazing. after you are selfless and you serve, yep. you don't you don't regret it. No. Never. You Never. fight it Never. Yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, but after you've done giving yourself to somebody else's needs mm-hmm. yeah. and sacrifice, who just says, man, that still sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like, no, 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 there's, so you yes. leave, wow, yeah. so refreshed. Which so, is uh, one of these things that I think about a lot that we just can't ever, we can't overestimate like what the Holy Spirit will do too. There's a spiritual element to yes. serving. Oh, absolutely. When we are following in Jesus' footsteps as a servant, like, something happens in our spirit mm-hmm. that is strengthened, renewed. Like even mm-hmm. if you're dog tired, I mean, especially I saw, you know, some of those men building a house, you know, yeah. like pretty tired at the end of the day, but you, your, your spirit is strengthened. And mm-hmm. so um, there's a beautiful like spiritual exchange that I think happens when you are obedient and serving. Wow. So, mm-hmm. um, so well, yeah, that's something our day. church has, you know, just being honest, we, we haven't been a, we haven't done that a lot um, in the last couple of years. And that's mm-hmm. something that kind of we all shared a burden for. Like, man, well, we need to be out I'll, there. I'll say this, Vernon. I know you're going to be like, oh, it's not me. It's God. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> but I will say this. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I know you're going to say that. But I, my first thing I said to Brandon when I left was like, this is Vernon's element. And yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've always felt that. I don't know if you've known that. Mm. Um, also seeing like teaching on Sunday was mm. also like, gosh, it was, it was very good. Mm. And so like not to neglect any other gifts or anything, mm. but I was like, at this time, at this season, this is what our church needed. And yeah. you have helped us partner so well. Like wow. that was, it was a beautiful thing to see. So mm. I just Keyword want to shout out, partner, shout out. Not a yes. one-time thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. You know, speak on this, but yeah. yeah, his vision. Hey, let's continue to yeah. pour into these ministries. Yes. Um, anyway, and support. Come on. Well, mm. so with that, Thanks. let's transition into the message that you then gave on Sunday. Mm. So yeah, you did have a very busy weekend. And mm. it's just now hitting me. Yeah, that was probably really busy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your spirit was strengthened after you <laughs> served all all day Saturday and then brought the word on Sunday. Um, so thank you for doing that. Um, so let's dive into it. You talked about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And one thing that I asked you to bring today, uh, because you kind of shared this with us and the staff 
um, a, a week or so ago, mm-hmm. or maybe two, but <clears throat> it was these kind of staggering statistics of people who would say that they are pastors mm. um, and what they believe about Jesus or I guess faith in general and mm-hmm. how it actually doesn't line up with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you we kind of talked about just how scary it can be that people yeah. who say they're pastors, but this this is what we hear. This is what both of you have touched on in that was it first Timothy? Uh, yeah, first, first Timothy yeah. four. Second Timothy yeah. four. Second Timothy four, sorry. Yeah. Second Timothy four, one through four yeah. is people will look for people to tell them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And pastors, quote unquote, will do it. Mm-hmm. If if they veer far enough off of the, you know, what the Bible actually says, <clears throat> far enough away from the truth. If their hearts are after something like money, they're like, wow. well, I can get money if I just tell them what they want to hear, like whatever it is. Can um, I say real quick, because yeah. we, we say pastors, I know I know what you're saying, yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. what this article says, but you have automatically disqualified yourself to be a pastor if you follow where it says they multiply teachers because they give them what they want to hear, mm. and you've automatically disqualified yourself. You're just someone mm-hmm. saying words. Mm. So, you know, I know I don't know if that was too harsh or not. I don't think so. Like, this is the day we're in. Yeah. You got to be real. That's yeah, awesome. just being honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're not pastors anymore. They're just people right. on stage yeah. getting money and credit. Well, mm. and that's I mean, mm. the Bible would be as bold to say false prophets. It's yeah. just yeah, not true. Yeah. So, um, I don't think you're being too heavy-handed there at all. Mm. But. Um, but yeah, so I kind of wanted you to read some of those statistics and then we'll yeah. talk about that. And we're going to talk about Jesus being the way, the truth and the life. And honestly, I don't know how this podcast is going to go. We didn't super plan it out, mm-hmm. but there were just a, a bunch of like fire statements that you had that I'm going to mm-hmm. read through and we'll mm-hmm. unpack them. Does that mm-hmm. sound good? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So first we'll start with these statistics and then we'll kind of talk about those. Sure. Yeah. So, um, someone in the church had sent this, thank you, article, uh, to me. Then I did some more, um, research on it. But this was uh, posted by Christian Post. But the survey, um, the findings were among several surprising responses as a part of a survey conducted earlier this year by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. Uh, And that's where uh, Dr. George Barna is the uh, director of that. But it says this, at least a third of senior pastors in the United States believe one can earn a place in heaven by simply being a good person according to this nationwide survey. Okay, so they um, they conducted the survey with a 1,000 pastors across the nation, across denominational lines. Um, you know, non-denominational, uh, Baptist, Pentecostal, uh-huh. all of that. Um, <clears throat> and um, that was some of their findings. Um, let's see here. The American World Review Inventory 2022 um, examined more than three dozen beliefs Held by pastors, researchers found that in addition to believing that people can merit salvation based solely on their good works, one-third or more of senior pastors surveyed also believe the Holy Spirit is not a person, but rather a symbol of God's power. Um, Now, the good works, uh, one, there was uh, Catholics among those Mm -hmm. that were uh, Catholic priests or uh, pastors that were surveyed amongst that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so another 39% of evangelical pastors surveyed said there's no absolute moral truth and that each individual must determine their own truth. That's 39%. It's, I mean, it's just staggering. That's a lot of percent. Yeah, <laughs> who, it is. Too much percent. But I want to know, like, who, who did they poll? Yeah, so— Pastors from all over the nation. I didn't get one. Didn't, I know. Did I know. But it's just, just no, a thousand, you know, right? You know, right. it's just because we got over three hundred thousand 
quote unquote churches right. in America. I wanted um, to, but, I think we mentioned this when you first said it. Yeah. So like what, who did they, like what qualifies evangelical exactly. in this? Yeah. Because again, mean, I don't consider them evangelical. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. So what, what was the last one? How did you say it? What was the last one you just read? Uh, 39% of evangelical pastors surveyed said there's no absolute moral truth and each individual must determine their own truth. See, the basis of being an evangelical Christian mm-hmm. is founded in Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. Knowing that he is the only way and he is the only exactly. truth. Of Christ. Of Christ. Right. So well, if he, we... Yeah. Right. Go ahead and finish your thoughts. I want to say, say something too. You, mm-hmm. you can't be an evangelical if you say you find your own truth. Exactly. Well, here's, the other, here's another exactly. perspective on that. You can't be evangelical and with your own truth realizing that he's a king, not a president. Right, mm-hmm. right. When he's a Uh-oh. king, it's his rules Uh-oh. and his mm-hmm. law, period. Yeah. It doesn't Come change. On. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. all have no say because mm-hmm. of democracy. It's his kingship. Yeah. yeah. But they serve like, it. Yeah, you're right. What are we doing? Wow. So this is you know? surveying people who <laughs> what is going on? Who claim themselves to be evangelical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 38% didn't answer in the affirmative when asked if human life is sacred, while 37% said having faith in general is more important than in what? Or more specifically, uh, whom one has faith in. Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to track. Okay, I'm no so, problem. I'm, I'm irritated. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, roughly the same percentage, 38% didn't answer in the affirmative uh, when asked if human life is sacred. While 37% said having faith in general yeah. is more important than in having faith in what? In or something more specific. specifically. That's so anti-Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, well, that, and that's my point of saying they're, they're not even. But here's the thing mm-hmm. is that term evangelical is being thrown around right. to those people. Oh, and yeah. so you, you, you hear this person speak and they're giving false truths. Exactly. And that's, well, that's where we're at. You're so right. It's the same thing with saying, I'm a Christian. Everybody in the South yes. is a Christian. No, are we followers of Christ? Are we yeah. disciples yeah. of his? Man. You're right. It's, we've gotten to the point where we now have to kind of hone in a little bit more yep. and say, no, this is where, yeah. do you believe this? That's yeah. exactly well, what Paul Well, you kind of opened up yeah. your message that way. You said many mm-hmm. who profess to be believers lack a biblical worldview mm-hmm. or a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I wanted you to bring that because that that's where we are, yeah. you know, yeah. um, as a lot of people who claim to believe, but then it is like, well, what are you actually yeah. putting your faith in? What are right. you putting your your beliefs in? And it's not, well, it's not Jesus. Right. If you, if you can say that he's, that there's more than one way right. to get to God. Um, there was a, I was reading this thing on a blue letter Bible mm-hmm. and it was talking about Jesus saying I'm the way, the truth and the life. And uh, no one comes to the father except through me. And it's David Guzik. You always like Love him. that guy. Um, he says, simply put, if Jesus is not the, o- the only way to God, then he is not any way to God. Mm-hmm. If there are many roads to God, then Jesus is not one of them because he absolutely claimed there was only one road to God. And he himself was that road. Right. If Jesus is not the only way to God, then he was not an honest man. And this mm-hmm. is what I love is that even historical evidence, like historical evidence points to Jesus being a good, honest, sinless man. There's no mm-hmm. evidence to yeah. support that he wasn't. Right. Wow. So for him to say it, he had the authority to say it, not because mm-hmm. he was God, even how in how he lived his life. Mm-hmm. And I was going to read that. I'm, I'm getting into this way sooner than I thought I was going to, <laughs> but... Um, that leads me to, I, I was just looking up more stuff about other religions. So what do other people believe mm-hmm. about either, do they have a Messiah? Is there mm-hmm. another savior? Because uh, admittedly, mm-hmm. I haven't studied a lot of other religions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things I was looking up, like, is there another faith or belief system mm-hmm. 
that believes that they're that they believe that they have the Messiah right. or that yeah, they're yeah. waiting on their Messiah or mm-hmm. that is there anyone else who claimed to be the way the truth and the life? Mm-hmm. I wow. happened upon this like thread and it just happened mm-hmm. to be this guy sharing his story of how he um Liam Get him, get him. Liam uh, had his volume on loud. Anyway, just trying to share this story. That scared me. I thought it was you. I was like, <laughs> how did she just start talking? <laughs> no. Um, anyway, so there was a story that I found of this man, and he's literally just sharing how he came mm. to know Jesus and uh, converted from Islam to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And this is this was, it's a beautiful thing. So let me bear with me. Yeah. Let me read this story to you guys, okay? I remember when I was about eight, my mom showed me a newspaper article about George Bush and Osama bin Laden. She pointed to Osama and said to me, look at his face, so peaceful, like an angel. Then she pointed at George Bush and said to me, look at this devil. I remember thinking that she is right and the U.S. was wrong to go after Osama. I disliked Christianity. I believed the only truth was Islam. I understood the difference between the Christian Jesus version and the Muslim Jesus version, and I only respected the latter the Muslim Jesus version. My parents enrolled me in a Christian school that was within their budget. They felt it was safer because I'm a small frame Muslim boy who would be bullied by anti-Muslims and anti-religious kids in that time. Uh, It was at this school. It was this school that taught me many things about Christianity. I also knew a little about Christianity from my maternal grandmother who is full gospel Christian, but I was also taught by my own parents that Nani, my grandmother, was a kafir, an unbeliever. My first week at school, I experienced my first Christian service. I felt very uncomfortable. I didn't like it. There were, there, they were singing so loud and clapping while singing. Something very strange for me, but it became stranger. They were praising in the name of they were praising the name of Jesus in a way that I had never witnessed before. And I felt shocked and I thought they will all burn in hell for praising Jesus like this. Wow. Like imagine that uh that like I guess yeah. like paradox that yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, if, if you've been raised to know that all those people are actually going to, that us, we would actually be going to hell. They've been raised that way. When I started to learn about Christianity, that's when I realized I needed to learn more about Islam. I kept learning things about Jesus that I embraced, but I would try to find an Islam, and I became confused. I was becoming angry that Jesus has no faults, and I'm angry that Muhammad's story is different, and my entire religion is based on his teachings. And then he kind of did a separate section. It says, why I believed in Jesus. Mm. And so he goes on to say, eventually I fell in love with Jesus and I hated the life of Muhammad. I reached a point when I said to myself, why are so many Muslims following Muhammad? Jesus was so tender and innocent. He never sinned. Muhammad sinned. Mm. And many times Jesus never forced anyone to follow him. Jesus never killed and caused wars to spread his message. Muhammad killed people in the name of God to spread his message. I cannot serve a God that will allow his messenger to kill so many people. Mm. Jesus never owned a slave. He was never married, and he performed miracles. Muhammad never did any of that. Jesus never said to kill unbelievers. Mm. Muhammad said that. Mm. Jesus never took wealth from people by force, but Muhammad did. Before gaining vast knowledge about Christianity, I had lost faith in Islam. I had already already knew enough about Jesus to believe he is a savior. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I was convinced that his message was the truth, and I wanted to follow this. I made the, de- the right decision to serve Jesus. He is not dead. He lives. He sets Amen. the captives free. He is His name is powerful. And when I say his name with authority, the forces of evil flee. Um, or the, the, I'm sorry. The, or, the forces of darkness must obey. His name has dominion and power. 
he is the king of kings and mm. lord of lords. Amen. I, pumped. I Amen. know, I know. And so that's when the you, truth will set you free. That mm-hmm. is the truth will set yes. you free. And that's also that's understanding that what, like even our, so our accounts of Jesus, which, you know, we've talked about this a lot too, and this is relevant for this series, is that people will say like, well, what source is outside of the Bible? Not understanding that the Bible is a compilation of I like eyewitness accounts mm-hmm. and people who were alive during the time that there were eyewitness accounts. Like that's what this is. So this is historical evidence. Wow. The Bible mm-hmm. is historical evidence. Yeah. So what we have is a picture, historical evidence of a sinless man and how he led and how he spread the gospel and the message that he was the way, the truth, yeah. and the life mm-hmm. versus what we see in other religions, which yeah. is like, so to watch, see that side-by-side comparison. Anyway, that's, all that's of that, amazing. all of that, I don't even know why I went into all of that other mm-hmm. than Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Like, yes, <laughs> well, you know, and this is this is an extreme statement, so I don't mean it probably as, as harsh as it sounds, but to me, there's no difference in the people you just read off mm-hmm. and someone like mm-hmm. Muhammad because they're still sharing false truths and confusing people to the actual truth and driving them away rather than bringing them towards. Yes. And that's why I'm so, that's why I said I'm so irritated. It's not at the people who are hearing. It's the ones standing on stage and having the audacity to change the written word of God to fit right. their narrative for what right. they think people want and need to hear. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But what just is, to clarify something though, yeah. like the, these people that Vernon talked about, because there, there is there is diversity in in the study of God, like mm-hmm. the theology. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are absolute truths, but then there's also like a range of things where we can peripherals, all kind of, yeah, peripherals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. the things that Vernon is mentioning mm-hmm. these are these are the core, the, the yeah, core, core absolute things. Right. And so it's not a a John um, story with Jesus. We're like, hey, these people, like, do we need to rebuke them? You know, mm-hmm. they're casting out demons in your name, and Jesus, is like, yeah, my name. You know, yeah. they're for us, not against mm-hmm. us. Like. It's not that kind of story. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You get what I mean? Oh, like yeah. this is, Absolutely. you know, when we're talking about what's happening in the world and it, obviously like when the Bible was being written, like this is something that's not necessarily new. It's just getting worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about core values, core absolute mm-hmm. biblical things that we we do have to agree on. Like right. Jesus is the only yeah. way. Exactly. And this is why uh, Ryan, you know, just got irritated. It's like, these are things that are so deep into our hearts. Mm-hmm. Like I would not call you an evangelical pastor right. yeah. if you are like, uh, how would you say? Um, manipulating people yeah, away from absolutely. truth. Yeah. Right, yeah. Absolutely. You know? And so I, it's, I just feel really prone to say that because I was yeah. like, I don't want to confuse people. Like, Sure. But the reality is we're talking about truths that are for real truths, mm-hmm. not yeah, some you, that, non-negotiable. I'm, I'm glad you said yeah. that because, mm-hmm. yes, there are things in theology yeah. that we can have discussions on and not necessarily agree on, but it doesn't yeah. make either of us wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But just to emphasize your point, you're not, that's not what he's yeah. talking about. Right. You know, yep. He's exactly. talking about what the Bible says, what Jesus is and who Jesus mm-hmm. is and where the truth is. That is a non-negotiable if you believe in Jesus. Yep. You know, exactly. It says in the yeah. word of God. And exactly. I think it's also important here to say, and then I'll, I'll kind of get off my soapboxes. Mm-hmm. It's also important for those hearing, whether it's people who work in a church listening to someone else preach the word of God, listen to what they say and then you need to go on your own and on research own, it yes. because you yeah. might. You transitioned exactly where I'm going. Oh, yeah. let's really? go. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying mm-hmm. when we get, and I'm so guilty of this too, we get mm-hmm. caught up in a lot of celebrity yeah. uh, status mm-hmm. and we just take what they say as truth. Mm-hmm. But clearly there's a lot going around that is not truth and we can no. get so confused by it. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what I, yes, absolutely. Um, and one of the things I think, I think for pastors and teachers and they'll, they're held to a higher standard. There, there has to be accountability and 
the Lord will deal with those things. Mm-hmm. Like I just have to trust that. I do want to say for people who are listening, because you even you even gave space for this, which I thought was beautiful. You mm-hmm. said if you're struggling, wrestling, not sure where you stand, because there are people who don't who might not right this second. Mm-hmm. Is Jesus really the only? I mean, He said it, yeah, but right. but in their love. Yeah. slash empathy for people that maybe they love. Mm-hmm. They want to know or they want to think that there is another way. So right. if somebody's headed down a certain path, but it's like that's a great point, I don't yeah. want I don't yeah. want them to not be in eternity with me. Mm-hmm. Like there is a pure hearted mm-hmm. thing for people where they just want to know, but but maybe when everybody dies, everybody goes to heaven. Like mm-hmm. that whole thing. And so I want to speak to that too. Wow. That if you wrestle and struggle with that, listen. Nobody, nobody's calling you evil right now or that right. you think mm-hmm. that you have the worst of intentions. It's right. out of your humanity, the heart that God gave you yep. to love and care yes. for other people. Right. It just might be a little skewed because of your love for someone. Mm, you can right. skew the truth, which is, that is a thing for people. Mm. Think about parents who That's are struggling hard. with wayward yeah. kids. Like right. th- They're like, man, I, I raised you. I thought I put all of this truth into you, gave you a solid foundation to build your life on. But if they haven't returned to it yet. So thinking about those people too, there is space for that. So you did. You mm-hmm. said if you're struggling, wrestling, not sure where you stand, it's okay to reach out to someone mm-hmm. and struggle with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone who, but this is where it is key. Mm-hmm. Someone who won't just tell you everything's okay and tell you what you want to hear. Right. Um, somebody that you trust, that you mm-hmm. know loves you and isn't going to tell you, um, isn't trying to manipulate you, mm-hmm. isn't trying to just throw the book at you, mm-hmm. but it's like, I see you in your struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are literal faith questions and things that I've had that I didn't share with anyone else, but I did share with my husband because I trusted him mm-hmm. to not just be like, how, how could you even believe that? Look what the right. Bible says. Like you mm. almost like you idiot, you know, like he yeah. would never do that. Right. He gently would explain to me this, but then also knew that he prayed for me. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. genuinely believe it was more of his prayers than even what he said to me that made mm. so much more of a difference. I yep. believe Somehow the Lord heard yeah. his prayers and moved in my heart. But and also his acceptance things. of your questions, you know, yes. like that's what you're saying. It aut- yes. automatically shut that door down where mm-hmm. you might've felt weird or uh-huh. awkward or even almost a little embarrassed uh-huh. to ask these things. And he's like, no, let's, let's talk about yes. it. Exactly. You know, that, um, I love what Paul says here. You just mentioned it too. Mm-hmm. We, cause we still can't be the judge. Now we can yeah. speak mm-hmm. out against things mm-hmm. like Vernon just shared, mm-hmm. but he's, this is in that second Timothy and he's talking about a dude named, Alexander the coppersmith. <laughs> All he said is, he did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Mm-hmm. So we still just speak truth mm-hmm. and leave leave the Lord to judge the exactly. way he sees according to exactly. all these things. And, you know, that's good. And, you know, um, and Sally, to your point, too, because the truth, I, I think I may have shared this. I don't know. But I used to be there you did, at one point said, in my life. Yeah, You said that was me. That was I me. Thought, that was I'll never forget when I was 19. Moment. Yeah, I'll never forget when um and believing. And actually, this is when I... Well, and this is one of the reasons why I kind of, um, ooh, it, it may Say sound it, like bro. a strong word, but abhor the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. And I was actually having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody about this yesterday because they felt the same way because of something they experienced. But um, it's because I, you know, told, hey, sow this amount of money mm-hmm. and you'll get back tenfold. So I'm like, okay, I give a hundred, I'm gonna get back a thousand, mm-hmm. two thousand, I'm finna go mm-hmm. in. You know what I'm saying? And I was 19 and I'm hearing this. And um, so I do it, but broke then I received head. this. Exactly. <laughs> broke as a mug. I did that thing on a credit card, Sally. Oh, so not my God. Interest, man. I get you back, bro. Did you get points, oh, man? Did you get points? <laughs> did I get No, I don't, I don't even know if they had points back then. Uh, yeah. I'm that old uh, back uh, then. Air miles? But, yeah. No. <laughs> For, uh, you ever so, take a trip? That's why you didn't, that's why you didn't uh, reap anything. Like, yeah. That's fake money. That ain't hurt you. You made American Express pay for it. And interest. You're like, Lord, you don't give me back any interest, right? On this credit card. 
times seven. Seventy times seven. So I do that, but nothing happens, right? And I definitely was believing. There's no doubt about it. And um, but you know, so being hurt by that and unconfused and not understanding, um, but also too, that was a time where I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe there is many ways to God. And at the time, I would say. Mm-hmm. I may, you know, I'm definitely, I'm a, yeah. I'm a professional Christian. Yeah. I'm struggling in this or this area or whatever, but I'm a Christian. And, um, you know, there were times at times that at the church I was at at one point had led the youth sometimes, wasn't a pastor or anything, but still I was a professional Christian. And I didn't know all what I believed. It wasn't until people came along and discipled me yeah. and walked along with me. Yeah. And I learned the truth of God's word for myself, yeah. like you said. And as people encouraged me and poured into me. And I'm like, wow. So I know there's hope. And even for, honestly for Pat, for those who are in the pulpit I, I do agree with this prayer. Uh, when, it, when I used to work with Billy Graham, one of them, um, our vice president uh, used to say, man, he would pray that God would remove pastors that aren't in love with him, mm-hmm. remove them out of the pulpit, mm-hmm. and put pastors that love him. Wow. Yes. You know, and That's I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, and it's, it's, he's not trying to be harsh. He's just being real. This yeah. is, listen, we can't play games. Yeah. We may die for preaching this truth. It is what it is. You know what I mean? We may get thrown in jail. I mean, all of us, you know, it may oh, yeah. come to that. We can't play games with this. Um, so, I agree with that statement, but even pastors who may be doing that right now, if they are repenting and broken, I think even God could use that, transform that. Yep. Right. I just got um, chills. Yeah. You know? And they multiplied. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. just your passion for that. Mm. Can I go back? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So back then was the, the story you just yeah. told, right? Mm-hmm. But take not even prosperity gospel. Yeah. What made you search for whatever you heard? Mm. You know, does that make sense? Like, was it desperation? Was it... Ooh, that sounds cool. I'll follow that. Oh, I'll tell. Oh, and here's Uh-oh. the other thing. No, this is good. I appreciate you asking this. Honestly, honestly, it had nothing to do with God. It had to do with my own selfish desires. I wanted the money. If you're talking about this story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted the increase yeah. so I could get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it had yeah. nothing to do, give me more money mm-hmm. so I can bless others, mm-hmm. so I can take care of needs. Your heart no, and give me more wrong, money. Bro. Exactly. Yeah. So I can go out and do what I do. So what I want to fl- do. Then when did it switch to Real truth. Uh, when I got, uh, it was a few years later, once I got just involved with it, um, some, well, no, here's what, when God pursued me and put some people in my life mm-hmm. that began to disciple yeah. me and then got involved with just solid Bible uh, yeah. in church. Mm-hmm. Not wow. that it the one before, well, but it, it made a yeah. difference. And I, I, real quick, don't Go forget ahead. what I was going to say, Sally. Go ahead. It was so, God, I mean, it was so bad. I remember I shared this when I was at Impact Church. I was so about myself and so selfish um, that I wanted to have enough money to buy a car that when I stopped, I wanted to pull up to the movie theaters, I stopped. Right. The rims kept spinning and <laughs> my name, fair, Vernon bro. Green, would show up in neon no lights. Way. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> That's how that hedonistic I was. I'm telling spinners. you. Spinners. Oh, I wow. Spinners, you remember the 26 oh, yeah, inch rims with the rims kept spinning? What kind of car? You want like a Crown Oh, Vic? I don't, uh, I think, oh, a Maybach. Because I saw Denzel Washington. A Maybach. Maybach. Yeah. I, 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 bro, I'm how much you, you think Lord going to bless you? You gave a hundred dollars, man. Listen, I was trying to go in, man. Look, if I get back a thousand, then I sell five hundred out of a thousand, then I become thing. Oh, I see. He was doing that. <laughs> <math, laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, listen, how many, how many times do you have I'll to give to get you, your made back? It was bad, man. You know, all about uh, self. Um, yeah. and I thank oh, God for that too. I remember I wanted to be. Uh, when I was at <laughs> Hunter Huss, uh, was in acting and drama, and uh, uh, during that time I did actually pretty good and won some awards and stuff. And I was like, let me um go into this. But it was not because of God's call. It's because I wanted to become famous yeah. and make a name for myself and do all this and have this and that. And uh, I'm so glad in God's providence and his love for me that he did not allow me. You know what Listen, I mean? 
I think that I think that is so key. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said you mm-hmm. would have professed that you were a believer at this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I think this happens for people. And this is why, first of all, we have we have to go back to we have to bear with people mm-hmm. in their faults. Mm-hmm. When you're saved, you're not you're not you, you still have your flesh, like mm-hmm. not fully glorified until we get to heaven. Like there's mm-hmm. su- there's yucky stuff that has to come off of us. Right. And so I think that even in terms of like when we talk about this kind of stuff, again, I, I do think we're talking about two different things as mm-hmm. far as if you're teaching the word, there's some things you got to be yeah, solid on. Exactly. Like you yeah. got to know, yes, but I will say that, I mean, I saw this now, listen, I did not do a lot of research into this. So if y'all know more stories about this and you're like, Sally, don't talk about that. Just say it. But I even saw recently, there was a man, whoever he was, he was a prosperity gospel pastor. Mm. He literally got on stage and he was like, I want you to throw away every book I've ever written. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm. He was a prosperity gospel. Like preacher. in a good way. In a good way. He said, mm. I want you to throw it away. It's fire. I, I, People can change their hearts and minds. There was there was even this, I mean, because I know we're going to be touching on a lot more of these topics um, later in the series, yeah. but uh, because even um, it, it, over the summer, I mean, we're getting real here, right? Like I looked up, what is a Christian response to Pride Month? Because it is mm. so big. Yeah. It's big. And I, what what's my response supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And so well, I found a, a, an article by the Gospel Coalition um, and at the very end, it just, I'm sorry. No, that I, there were two things that I looked up. There are two different things. And I think it was also the Gospel Coalition. So that that was separate. And we can talk about that at a different time. There was another article that I had looked up about, um, again, when all this Roe v. Wade stuff mm-hmm. was happening. And there's lots of people that I'm friends with on various sides of all these different things. And I'm like, how I know what I believe. Mm-hmm. How do I be who I'm supposed to be and say what I believe, but wow. also be loving to people? Mm-hmm. One of the last sentences in this article said, do I believe, and again, this is a person's opinion, um, but it, it was the Gospel Coalition, and it really resonated with wow. me. And it said, do I believe that a person can follow Jesus mm. and be pro-choice? Mm. He answered it with, yes, but I believe if they're moving in the direction of Jesus, they won't stay, stay that way long. Wow. That mm-hmm. is a beautiful picture of, yeah. I can be a believer. I can actually believe in Jesus, but mm-hmm. some of the ideals, the old things that are in my mind, They've still yet to be yep. stripped away or, or cha- changed or transformed. And it's that, a process. And that's here, yes. Can I say something to yeah. that? Please, yeah. That is um, an idea or a belief. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily an action. Like yes. the performance of an abortion, yeah. like yes. that's that equates to a sin. Yes. So my whole point with that is like, this is something that I loved. Um, who said this? I think it was Tim Ross. Just He was talking about, is going to step on people's toes to be attracted to someone, yeah. even homosexuality, is not necessarily a sin. Frank Turk says the same thing, you know. Yeah, but it's the action that's yes. a sin, you know. And so, if you confess Lord, you know, if you confess Jesus your Lord Savior, and perhaps there's a struggle of an mm-hmm. attraction, man, that's not necessarily a sin. But mm-hmm. but I love how you say. Your your pursuit of Jesus will then take you away yeah. from that, mm-hmm. away from the action too. Away right. from the, even the, yeah. then the desire may change, but it also may not. Yeah. And uh, anyway, just yeah. to ta- tag onto this, I don't know if it has to do with what we're talking about, but what he goes on to say is um, sometimes deliverance from mm-hmm. a sin or whatever. Sometimes it looks like I keep myself on a short leash. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that, I thought that yeah. was such a, like a yeah. fire point. Like yeah. sometimes we think deliverance, either whether it's from a mindset, whether yeah. it's from a sin that we're acting out on, we think that it's like, oh, I'll never think about this again. I'll never think this way again. Sometimes it means I just lean closer to Jesus. Yes. And I just keep myself on a short leash and I yes. know I know myself enough to know I can't yeah. go here. I can't watch that. I can't do this. Another another perspective mm-hmm. is, um, you know, the, this idea of like sin 
symbolizing like as a bird, like the birds will always come at you. Yeah. But it's up to you if you're going to let it like build a nest in mm-hmm. your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's always going to happen. Yep. Always. Like soon. those thoughts, those desires, that fleshly nature, oh, we you know. Same, uh, well, Brandon and I have talked yeah. about this as, as far as even addiction goes. And this yeah. was a tool that our therapist gave us was the boat will always pass by. Do you get on the boat and Ooh. stay in that thought or not? You yeah. know, here's a, you want to know, a, 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 I saw this on a, uh, what do you call it? Not a TikTok. Real. What other things? Um, you know, one of the one of a, a myth in Christianity that we overuse is that God will never give you more than more you than can handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google that. Let me know where you find that in the Bible. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'll wait. So I'll, his point was God always gives you more than uh-huh. he can handle. That way you rely on him. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's a thorn it's a thorn in your side. Even if he asked for it to oh. be removed and it wasn't removed, but it kept him pressed. And in. I love how he said he said, in his grace, he no. gives you the power to mm-hmm. defeat more than you think you can handle. Mm-hmm. So Gosh, this man. just talking about what uh what you were just saying, I had that conversation literally this morning. Wow. And I'm not gonna obviously put anybody mm-hmm. out there, but it was more of um gender mm-hmm. and how this person's uh daughter feels like man i'm, I'm in the mm-hmm. wrong body mm-hmm. yeah and so i said literally the same thing i said that feeling may might not ever go away mm-hmm. but it's still trusting that the lord created you for that specific mm-hmm. purpose yep. mm-hmm. the sin isn't the feeling right mm-hmm. the sin isn't a desire the yep. sin is the the following through of mm-hmm. that desire um and one more point that That's you right. made sally that you touched on um with the with the with the abortion thing yeah. right yes mm-hmm. your mind can obviously and your heart could be changed but what's the point of Jesus if you came with all the answers? That's what yeah, it reminded yeah, yeah. me of. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. we, we can't go to Jesus with everything already mm-hmm. answered and our hearts being aligned mm-hmm. to Christ. That's the point of Jesus. What he does to you is mm-hmm. sanctifies you in the yeah. truth. So mm-hmm. first off, just have faith. Trust in yeah. the Lord. And when you do have people around you sharing truth and mm-hmm. discipling you, then maybe the Lord will enlighten you through them. And yeah. uh, we see that in our church today, too. With, Definitely. With people. Def- well, and I love... Um, I think one of the things I love, I think sanctification, the process of mm-hmm. sanctification, the older that I get is a beautiful, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's yes. the sweetest thing mm-hmm. that we actually can go through the process and say like five years ago, that's what yes. I thought. That's what I believed. That's what I did. Yep. And I'm here now. Like, yep. I, and I, and so much of, I kind of shared that this morning. I was about there, to say, yeah. there are things in my life that my appetite has changed. Mm-hmm. My affections have changed. And it wasn't because I had to strong arm them and say like some things, you will be obedient to Christ. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to do that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are some things in my life I never even asked to be changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe didn't even necessarily realize they were wrong. Mm-hmm. But I look back and I'm like, I don't crave that anymore. I don't no. want that anymore. I don't desire that. No. Thank you, Jesus. And you did that. Mine was, uh, um, I thought it's a complete sin or a sin at all, really. But it was just like video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Time. Time I, I, I want to say this yeah, safely, yeah, yeah. like in the sense, like, it's not that I grew up because I'm not like video games are not necessarily only for young people. You know, right, video games right, right. is a great outlet and, yeah. you know, it could be fun. But at least for me and in, in my current season, yes, it was just I had like the Lord took that desire away mm-hmm. so that I can put more focus mm-hmm. and attention on things that like truly like matter and i mean that i mean if you play video yeah. games i'm yeah. not talking no, about that you mean yeah. you know but it was something in my life that was like i wanted to do it all the time and i was so distracted yeah. you know um and it can in a sense become a sin but like um whether you know i don't know it's just anything you do so much of your mind will con- consistently constantly be there yeah. absolutely you know and yeah. so um there was just a point where you know and even my wife like i love her because she's she really is like the holy spirit in my life 
the way she speaks into my life, she's like, listen, you could continue to play video games or you can have me and music. Like, mm-hmm. but you can't have video games, me and music mm-hmm. and chill. Like, Ooh. you know, you have to mm-hmm. prioritize. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You know, and then she even told me, because like I w- one of my constant things was like, I want to become a better musician. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just become an okay musicians on mm-hmm. everything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, always people know like, oh, you could play anything. Yes. But there's a desire in me that I was like, I want to be really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know? And so she's like, you can't become really good mm-hmm. if you keep spending time playing video Uh-oh. games. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't tell this past Sunday, but the way you were, I was like, good Ooh, grief, yeah. bro. You hey, But if oh, it's really? Tekken now, if it's the game of Tekken, <laughs> which none of y'all can see me in, but if it's the game of Tekken, you know that I can understand. What is Tekken? But, um, oh, okay. So anyway. Oh, no, he keeps talking how good he is, and I keep saying, let's have a, a uh, wing. We do need to have a game night. Yeah. A wing in the game night. I know Still not on the calendar, Vernon. Oh, my God. It's got to happen, but no, seriously. It's like Lamar in basketball. Oh, Anyways, but no, what I was gonna say to <laughs> that podcast, to, to all of you, to I'll everyone, is that uh, that's a great point, Sally, and also what you were saying, Alice. But too, just to throw out there that I don't know, I just want to throw this out there that it's not legalistic to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's legalistic yes. if you say, I'm doing this so that um, I can check off a list. Or to and, seem pious, but and you should do it too. Exactly. No, you can't. Yeah. Like but, you can't tell anybody that. No, if you you're know. doing mm-hmm. it so that you uh-huh. can draw closer to the Lord, yeah. seriously. Um, you know, I've just, I, I don't know. It just makes a, it makes a major difference. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing legalistic about that. I just want people to know that. Yep. Yeah. Well, because I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel the same way. I understand. Like, mm-hmm. but that's the beauty of. Um, and we talk about this a lot. I'm not trying to sound like a broken record, but that's the beauty of bearing with people mm-hmm. and understanding that like God is in charge of changing somebody's affections mm-hmm. and and to illuminate for them what needs to be changed, deleted, taken away. Like he really is in charge of that. We can speak into that if we have like, how beautiful for Liz to speak that into mm-hmm. you. Like she Liz. knows who you are. Yep. She knows what you desire in life. Yep. She knows video games isn't serving what you desire right now. Yeah. And so that's beautiful that she can speak that into you. So in our relationships, we can do that, but it's not something for us to make law. Right. And, exactly. you know, yeah. I think back to this, I don't know if y'all thought mm-hmm. this was right or wrong, but like, you know, remember like CD burning parties, oh, like yeah. oh, yeah. what was okay for someone. And then they said, well, every, you're all bringing your CDs over here. And it's like, that's somebody funny. may not have been there yet. And in the legalism, they were like, well, now I can't ever listen to a secular thing ever again. And it's like, it just becomes then this very hardened religion that's not, Jesus, show me right now in my heart, what am I doing right now that takes me away from you or the things that you've put in front of me? Uh And so, um, I don't know how we got on that, but. I don't know, but I was just going to say one other thing. You were talking about sanctification. um, And I love how just in all these things too, there, there is no sanctification no, I guess there could be, but the primary way that God does sanctify us, uh, it, the word, yeah. I mean, the people is one, yeah. the church is one, but the main thing is the word Absolutely. of God. Yeah. Literally, Jesus says, mm-hmm. sanctifying by your truth, uh, for your word is truth. And yeah. Jesus himself is the word. I mean, and he, the truth, as you said earlier, Ryan sets us free. And so um, wow. the word is so important because yeah. the things, and like you mentioned earlier too, Ryan, the things that the Christian sayings mm-hmm. or things that, um, we grow up hearing, we take as gospel mm-hmm. truth, and I would automatically assume it's from the Bible. Me then I too. read the Bible Me for too. myself, and I'm like, that's not biblical at all. Yeah. This wow. is so, you yeah. know what no. I mean? Yeah. And I, I loved how, that, uh, going back to that, yeah. is he pointed out that it is grace that God's given you more than you can handle. It, right. to, that's growth, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that way you could see his power. And Sally, talking about um, sanctification, your Devo, it really just speak to me, just the repeating 
created me a clean heart, mm-hmm. you know, purify me, Lord, a, a steadfast spirit. And then using some of the verses Vernon used in John, yeah, I love how, you know, he'll, it says he'll give you a counselor mm-hmm. he'll give you another counselor to be with you forever. And he is mm-hmm. the spirit of truth. So yeah. that's all of these things together. The word of God, the spirit of truth, faith in Jesus. That's how sanctification starts, mm-hmm. but continues. And uh, that's, that, yeah. I feel like yeah. that is kind of how we've tried to build this series is yeah. we are going to talk and some people may be ready. Some people may be not. Some people may hear the things and they're like, uh-uh, I don't accept that as truth or I don't mm-hmm. accept that, whatever. But we tried to build it in a way that's like, first, we have to understand that we're sinful. Mm-hmm. We have to understand the total authority of God before mm-hmm. we do start breaking down what, why these are sins It's un, or, or what sins are um, and what the Bible lays out that is sinful and understanding, even if it doesn't match up with what's in your heart right now, because you're like, but okay, but you're saying this is sinful, but my best friend is this, or so-and-so is doing this and blah, blah, blah. To come back to the supreme authority of mm. God's word is like where it really has to start. And mm. somebody's heart has to say, regardless of what I feel, yeah, I have to believe that this is true. You what, said that. Like, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. The, the phrase that you had, um, it was so good, 12. that the author of life should have authority over life. Mm. Like, that's it. He's the one who wrote all of this for us. He gets to say what's right and what's wrong and what's good and mm. bad for the people he created. He gets to say that. I was listening to another podcast yesterday, Mm. and I love this perspective. Mm. Share the good news Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. first, not the bad news. Share the the good news, which is he loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. Like, no matter the the circumstance, whether it's um, whatever sin, a murderer, Whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Here's the good news. Here's the bad news. Now you, ha- you got to die for him. Yeah. Mm. And it's not that that's bad. It's just this perspe- the perspective of like, now you have to die to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that goes, ooh. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get to make the rules. Mm-hmm. That's that, that. I love you said the king president yeah, earlier. he's king. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but so many times, like we've been talking for the past, you know, however long we've been talking about, it's like, we try to manipulate and stretch truth. Yeah. What's your truth? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, to them, that's bad news. Bad news that I have to die to myself. I can't do that. No. Mm-hmm. If you just confess Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you know he's real, mm-hmm. you got to die to yourself mm-hmm. every day because mm-hmm. he died for you. Mm-hmm. There's the good news, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and, and the so, further good news is that the Holy, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, mentalities, things that you did, sins that you had, you know, he He kills a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, it's so good. It's so pure. It's so yeah. holy. Some of those things will fall away. And yeah. you're like, so some of it is like a conscious decision. Yes, I'm going to I'm gonna stop doing this because God's word says so, even though I don't yeah. feel like I want to do it right now. So there is an element of that for sure. Wow. But then there's also, like we're talking about, the Holy Spirit cleansing us yeah. and taking away some of these dirty, old, dead things that and so that, you see what yes. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So it, it helps us die to ourselves. So it, you're not doing it by yourself, mm-hmm. which that uh, that is an intimidating message. Like Jesus loves you, died for you, wants a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And then you got to die to yourself. And so yeah. for somebody like, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. Yeah. But not not being able to estimate the fact that the Holy Spirit is going to come in right. and provide you comfort. When those things fall away, you're going to be like, oh, thank God that's gone. Yes. I, well, I that, didn't, it's it's yeah. intimidating at first till you understand that when you die to yourself is how you actually gain resurrection. L- right. Live, you yes, know? freedom, peace. And although he points out, I've mentioned this already, but John 14, 17, he is the spirit of truth, meaning he'll give you a counselor. Then it says, mm-hmm. the world is unable to receive him because he doesn't see him or know yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, so... <clears throat> 
what you're saying. Like, not everyone is just going to get it because the world just simply doesn't see him or know him. Mm -hmm. But you do know him Mm -hmm. because he remains with you and will be in you. Mm -hmm. Those verses are so comforting to me to know, like, regardless, (laughs) some people will simply not. Also, some people will believe and it has nothing. Brandon shared this story yesterday. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with me. And what he was sharing was... um, there's a recent podcast with Frank Turek and he's talking, I'm sorry, I need to look this up because I want to get his name right. Um, oh, it's right here. I did listen to it yesterday. Um, there was a podcast. It was, it was on Frank Turek's podcast and he had Abdu Murray and yeah, he had converted from Islam. So you guys know this guy. I didn't know. I didn't know. But he just wrote a new God, a new God. He just wrote a, woof, <laughs> getting tired of this hour long podcast, <laughs> um, wrote a new book called um, Not a White Man's Religion. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he, what he was sharing a story and he basically just said, don't be so haughty to think that. God necessarily even needs you to spread the gospel. Like right. what he will do to show up to people um, in dreams and visions, like yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah, well, side note with Muslims, yes. though, real quick, keep that thought. Yes, yes, yes. But just for people that are unaware, the Muslims are having supernatural encounters yes. with Jesus through dreams yeah. like crazy. Yeah. And, and um, I know this for people that actually do ministry um, in those countries and even here in the United States. And then I have a personal friend that he as well, him and his brother, mm-hmm. um, both, I think it was, I can't, I think they were both Palestinian, both had dreams with Jesus at the same time in separate occasions, like, but didn't say anything to each other <laughs> because they were afraid of the backlash from their parents mm-hmm. and yeah, their yeah. culture. You know, like Jesus is like, he's out for these people, man, like in such a good way, yep. supernatural, you know, like, I love it. So with this story, mm-hmm. she, um, she was in the midst of a real, he, he was sharing the story about, I guess, a woman that he knows, um, that she, Muslim, she was in the midst of a really nasty divorce, um, comes out of like, I guess the courthouse after just a really ugly wow. scene comes out and says, help me Jesus. And then immediately was like, why did I just say that? She was like, oh my gosh, I'm blasphemed. I'm going to hell. Like, why did I even say that? Mm. That night she has this dream that she's in this cave and this cave is also like in a a cage or something like that. Um, And that there's a man in this dream. The next day she is, uh, there's TV on in the background and it's like one of those paid programming things to like evangelize and it's about Jesus. And it is, it's like, you know, a representation of Jesus on her TV. And she said, he was in my dream last night and she gave her life to Jesus right there. No, mm. no intervention. Nobody had to tell her the gospel. No, I you know? love this. And so that's, so regardless, I want us to have small picture, but also big picture that like, it is our job to speak the truth, which is what we talked about this mm-hmm. weekend, to know the truth, to believe the truth and to speak the truth, which is done by knowing God's word, mm. believing and professing that Jesus really is the way, the truth and the life. Yep. There's no mm-hmm. other way to God except mm-hmm. through Jesus. Yep. Um, and then understanding that in life, uh, it, it kind of goes back to the wow. uh, the quote from, what was his face that we said last week? Michelangelo. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Who are we talking Hold about? Up. So, name the quote. Sorry, say yeah, it a little yeah. bit. And he said, "I don't defend. I don't defend the Bible because that's like defending." Oh, C.S. A lion. Lewis. No, this is what's his face. Just let the lion out. Let the lion roar. Is it Bodie? Oh, Bodie Bobby. If that's the same one, C.S. Lewis does say something very similar. He may have been quoting C.S. Lewis. He may have. Yeah. So regardless, that so sometimes we do feel like in this world that is so dark that sometimes we have to be the ones who yeah. say the thing yep. to make people get it and understand. Wow. At the end of the day, the Holy Spirit can do it without you. Here, here's another perspective. Please. Do we, 
how much do we believe in God's sovereignty yeah. mm. in the aspect of, because in our empathy, we're like, man, is the gospel really being preached to every single soul? Uh-huh. And like, what about those who'd never heard? Are they going right. to hell? Like, you know, we have these legit, yes. genuine thoughts, but man, how much do we believe in God's sovereignty? Yeah. Mm. Do we have to trust that he in some, in some way, mysterious way, yes. is reaching out to every inch of the earth? Yeah. If his word has has uh, reached us from 2,000 years ago. Yep. Think about just how grand that yes. scheme is. What makes you think he can't do it uh-huh. all over the world, uh-huh. like in present day? Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I'm not giving the excuse to not right, co- yeah. proclaim the gospel. Yeah. Yes, be obedient to the call that the Lord has given us, you know? Um, but at the same time, like I, I genuinely believe he, he, he's doing it. Yep. Mm. He, in some way, we, we can't perhaps fathom how in some, but like if he's doing it through dreams, yep. if he's doing it through people, Mm-hmm. Um, if he's doing it, doing it through the underground church, uh-huh. somehow people are, they know the name of Jesus, yeah. whether they want to accept it or not, yep. you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's great. Well, I don't want to cut this conversation. This is so good. I like when we come in without a plan. It, it goes well. Um, any last thoughts or maybe we can go into Selah. I will say this. I did find out the origin of a white lie. Please. Vernon, on Sunday, if you haven't listened to the message, he was like, where did a white lie even come from? Well, I got it. Uh, the term was first found in the 18th century. Um, in the 1741, the Gentleman's Magazine, oh. as follows. A certain lady of the highest quality makes a judici- judicious distinction between a white lie um, and a white lie and a black lie. Um, and I looked up like even for that because it's white being closer to like light or truth or like whatever it is. Um, and then like black darkness or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it was. Um, the white lie that is not intended to injure anybody in his fortune, interest, or reputation, but only to gratify a garrulous. I've never heard this mm, word. This is pretty nuts. By it the is. Way. <laughs> it is crazy writing in 1741. Garrulous disposition and the itch of amusing people by telling them wonderful stories. So it's really meant to Gas- be. That's gaslight. What? No. Why is it gaslighting? Exaggerating. It's exaggerating. Exaggeration. Yeah, it's embellishing. Yeah. I don't know why I got <laughs> You know, little white man. lies. That's, that's what it was. Were you gaslighted recently? Yeah. So yes. this is what I, that's what I read. I'll take it up with the internet. Okay? Huh. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, when you find that. the roots for things, yeah. it's pretty mm-hmm. insane. Oh, yeah. So that's that was the, the origin of the white lie. Um, nice. So anyway, Aww. there's that. Um, any say law? Thank you, Sally, for that nugget. You're very welcome. I hope everybody's yeah, my, by that. Um, David Guzik is is my dad as Frank Turk is Liam's. Oh, no, um, gotcha. <laughs> I, don't, I just looked up because this whole, where's the verse? The, I don't know why it's sticking to me. He's the spirit of truth. The world's unable to receive him. So I was just mm-hmm. like, what is David Guzik? And I love this one line. Mm-hmm. The spirit of truth is not popular in an age of lies. Yeah. Mm. That, yeah. So my whole point with that is if we know the truth, if you're a Christ follower, mm-hmm. a real evangelical, not throwing shade, mm-hmm. but if you're a Christ follower, then live in the truth because yeah. you know yeah. the truth. And yeah. if you know the truth, do not deny it. Yeah. Just keep living and keep That's moving. That's so good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, anyone else say law? Uh, my say law has to do with, um, I guess, our, our current series. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to like encourage people to, as much as we talk about topics and talk about other things and perhaps even people who manipulate or distort the gospel mm-hmm. to to not let that distract you, but mm-hmm. to always look within um, within yourself. That's so good. Um, because we will talk about topics. We did talk about mm-hmm. topics that 
um, takes the attention sometimes away from our individualism, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but please don't get distracted because we do not want to disciple and create people who bash and do all yes. this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And then again, going back to Luke, where it's just like, what about the log in your eye? Mm-hmm. Like we really want to disciple and talk about um, Jesus in a way that, man, it, we are the ones that are looking within ourselves so to be good. sanctified, mm-hmm. to be justified, and to continue to disciple within ourselves people mm-hmm. who are not so legalistic and not so, um, I don't know, just way out there. It's yeah. like, hey, man, like, where's your truth and where is your love? Mm-hmm. You know, like together. So um, knowing good. that in our flesh. We could all do the same thing. Just yeah, like that. yeah. Make our make so God in our our own image. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what we desire, what we wish the Bible said, so what we easy. skew. We are yeah. all like an inch from that. Yeah. It's by the grace of the Lord that we know what we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, I I love that. That's good, Alex. That is good. Yeah. Nope. I would um, just say it's the truth that sets us free. Mm-hmm. Jesus is true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm praising the Lord for that. But this mm. is this is such a good conversation. Um, my sailor would be, you know, around the same vein. It's good to know the truth. It is good to be in the truth. Um, and I just want to stay in the truth. Yes. So, yeah. um, Lord, would you just keep us that. in the truth? Yes, um, so thank you guys so mm. much. Thank you, oh Sally. Gosh, couldn't we just talk forever? Yes. Um, well, we won't. Um, I mean, we actually probably will. We'll probably turn this off <laughs> yes. and then continue to talk. Um, but guys, thank you for joining us. We will be uh, back next week on the Overflow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pastor Ryan's teaching on Sunday, so come oh. to church on Sunday. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's if you didn't know that. Um, 9.15, 11.15. And then, yeah, we'll be back here next week on the Overflow Podcast. Awesome. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you'd like to learn more about New River Church, visit our website at newriver.church. You can join us for Sunday services in person and online Sundays at 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. And check back here each week for new episodes of the Overflow Podcast. We love you, New River. We'll talk to you next week.